Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of Breaking Down the Doors. I am Vanderbilt beat writer Adam Sparks, along with former Vandy beat writer Mike Oregon. If you have a son that plays football at Vanderbilt, you can watch him play in person from the stands at Vanderbilt Stadium on Saturday. And that's a new thing. This week, Vanderbilt updated its attendance policy for home football games during the COVID-19 pandemic. It will, it will now allow players' family members to attend games against Florida and Tennessee over the next two Saturdays, as well as graduate and professional students. Vandy undergrads had been the only spectators permitted to attend the first three home games, but most of them will leave campus this week with the end of in-person classes for the semester. And there are two more nuggets on this topic. Visiting teams will now have 500 tickets to use for Vandy home games. That's Florida and Tennessee. And that's an SEC policy that we're going to talk about in this episode. And the Vandy basketball season will tip off soon, but no spectators at all will be allowed in Memorial Gym, at least at the beginning of the season. So that's a whole lot there. Mike, we're going to hit each of these, but uh, what part of these attendance policies do you want to you want to tackle first? Well, I guess, Adam, what jumps out to me is why now? Uh, you know, we're almost uh, finished with the regular season, so uh, – why is Vandy allowing family members in now? Uh, and, and why did they not earlier? I mean, the uh, cases are spiking now and uh, weren't earlier. So why now? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it is their protocol. They've been really big on this um, ingress and egress. And which, how many times have you ever <laughs> typed the word egress uh, before COVID stadium <laughs> policy stories? Um but the, you know, the, the Vandy's approach to this was they wanted to be more safe than sorry at the beginning of the season, which meant nobody comes in. They loosened up a little bit for students because students are tested weekly for COVID on campus. They saw, thought that would um, be enough of a precaution. And they wanted to see if they had the personnel and, the, and I guess the, the ways to get in and out of the stadium to where they could guarantee that there wouldn't be any mixing with students and parents or players and parents because they see as parents as sort of the outsiders people coming in from different states they could they could carry COVID-19 on the campus or into um in, uh, onto the football team I mean you know I've covered all these home games I've covered every game uh Vandy's played this year home and away and it's a strange sight for all the people listening that obviously haven't been to these games there's a roadblock at every street and you know there's numerous streets that go to Vanderbilt Stadium there's a roadblock in front of all of them you can't it's really hard to get even close to the stadium um unless you're actually going into the games you know so I, I think there's a couple things there one is that they wanted to figure out how to get fans or in this case parents of players in and out I feel like you could have figured that out by now but I really think a big a big part of this, though, is this 500 tickets thing. You know, the SEC policy is that if you go beyond just allowing a limited number of students, if you actually let other people, so-called outsiders, into games, you then have to allow for 500 comp tickets to go to the visiting team. And so that means Vandy, you know, Vandy has it a little out of their control to where you know, 500 people that follow UT and 500 people that follow Florida, mostly family members, but maybe boosters or other fans are going to be at this game. And so I think Vandy felt like 
once you open up the doors in that way, you you lose some of your control in it. I, I think that was a big part of it, that they were a little more comfortable with letting their own players' families in, but not necessarily wanting 500 outsiders from other programs coming in. Uh, it just it took a while for them to bend on this. I think also some pressure from the parents made them bend a little more. So what, what impact will that have on the crowd for not necessarily this week, but next week when it'll be different for the UT game? Yeah, you know, it's a funny thing this week is that I've seen Vandy fans that are ticked off by this decision, which I, I, I kind of get if you're ticked off by the overall decision, which is, hey, I'm not going to get to see any football games this year and I won't get to see any basketball games for quite a while. But this is actually loosening up of what it's been. So, um, you know, the idea that they're now going to allow players' families in is uh, an improvement if if you're talking about opening things up. So it's better now than it, than it was before. But I've also seen people get angry about what you're asking, which is, well, UT fans can, you know, this idea that UT fans can come in, but Vandy fans can't. Well, like I said, this is an SEC policy. Vandy is not saying, yeah, we want 500 people in orange to come into Vanderbilt Stadium. It's an SEC policy. It's a rule. Um, I, I guess, I mean, I don't want to defend Vandy too much here because I do think they could have sped it up a little bit to figure out how to get players' parents in. I, I think that's something that they should have done a little quicker. But if you're arguing that players' parents should get into games and you're arguing that, um, you know, opposing fans of any kind should not be in the game, you don't get both. You, 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 you I mean, you, you get both. You, you can't have it either way is what I'm saying. Yeah. You're going to let those parents in. You have to let 500 of the opposition in. That's not a Vanderbilt decision. That's just what the rule is. So, I, don't, I mean, I guess, you know, people watching that UT game is going to see some orange in there. Um, I'm sorry. That's if, if you want there to be no orange in that game, then you have to say, okay, players' parents should not be allowed in, Vandy player parents. Um, that's that's what it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be all or nothing, and so Vandy finally bent and they're gonna do it all. Now the interesting thing will be what UT brings because the purpose is that players, parents, players, family members of UT players will be those five hundred tickets. But I mean, that's that's ten people for fifty players. Let's say I don't think mm -hmm. they're all gonna be family members. You're gonna have some boosters and. Others, not not all 500 UT people in that stadium are going to be blood kin. <laughs> Jared, Jared Garantano is not going to have, you know, uh, five dozen of his cousins at the game. <laughs> you know, so it's just going to be a, a how it is. Uh, it's going to be a weird sight, but that's, that's just kind of what it is. You mentioned you've been to the other, to every, uh, every Vanderbilt game. How have the op opposing crowds been at so uh, well i guess it's kind of difficult because the opposing crowd for every one of your games has been vanderbilt which doesn't travel well even outside of a pandemic so i guess we really don't know how many opponent opposing fans we'll see obviously we'll see a lot from tennessee because of the i mean they'll get their their share in there because of the uh it's not that far to travel and yeah i need here it, yeah and these are these are comp tickets so it's not like uh, comp tickets can't be 
put out on the market. Like you're, you're yeah. not going to see, at least you shouldn't see. Uh, I don't even know how you could otherwise. Comp tickets don't really have a value on them, so you can't, uh, you can't really get a hold of those and stick them out on, uh, on a, you know, Vivid Seats or, or, or any of those sites to, to resell. Um, so those are going to be in-house and, and we'll see who shows up for UT. Not that we're going to know who's, who's related to players or not. Uh, on these road trips, Vandy parents, uh, you know, a few dozen, I don't know, maybe a hundred at some games, maybe 30 at other games. Um, and then the opposition, you know, Texas A&M had a big crowd. Their students, I didn't even know there was a pandemic when you look at their student section, their, their, their 12th man. Um, at Kentucky last week, you could absolutely tell it's a pandemic. You had little small clusters of like four or five people together, and then they would be spread out by, you know, 10, 10 15 feet. Most stadiums I've seen have been spread out um, fairly well. Um, Mississippi State, same thing. I, I think maybe just the student section at A&M, maybe a little bit uh, other clusters elsewhere. But it it certainly looked different. I know I know Vandy fans, though have said, you know, why not Vandy? Again, if you're going to allow the, if you're going to, if you're going to do this and you're, you have to allow 500 opposing fans in, why couldn't you just let 5,000 Vandy fans in or something like that? But, you know, I mean, I mean, there's two narratives here. There's, hey, Vandy is being way too cautious and they need to do like everybody else does. And then you have Vandy is the one that's being appropriately cautious. Vandy is the one that um, is sort of trying to lead the way and maybe other schools are being a little too lax. Um, at some point when you talk about that, you're getting into, <laughs> into political conversations and, and that sort of thing. But, but those are two, the two narratives and Vandy administration feel like it's the second one that uh, other schools should be taking this as seriously as, as they are. Okay. Let's bring basketball in, which ticks off Vandy fans more. Not being able to attend football games or basketball games. Oh, Going I mean, the, is it a basketball school or what is it? Is it a football school? I mean, Mike, you covered uh, Vandy for quite a while. Um, the average Vandy sports fan, do you think they look more forward to being in Vanderbilt Stadium and – September, October, November, or do you think they look more forward to sitting in those seats in Memorial Gym in January? Well, I, I, I tell you what, I the uh, I think there's a little bit a bit of an addendum here. Uh, I I do think that Vanderbilt basketball fans by far far outweigh football fans, but I also feel that Vanderbilt basketball fans uh, are about thirty to forty years older on the average than football, I mean, than basketball fans at most schools and especially in the SEC. So I wonder this year if that higher, that group that's in the higher risk uh, age range are going to be uh, upset about not attending games. Would they have attended games anyway if uh, if they were allowed to because of their uh, the average age? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a pretty reasonable point because – yeah, I mean the what the the CDC basically has put the number at sixty five years old, right? If you're, and there's, I mean, there's all, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of nuance to this. If you have a health condition, you're you're more susceptible to 
you know, the really bad things happening with COVID um, at any age. But if you're 65 and older, um, you know, it, 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 you need to be ex especially cautious. If you're under 65, uh, certainly that, that those percentages drop quite a bit. And Vandy, yeah, Vandy basketball fans are in that upper age range. A lot of them, uh, they just are. Now, you know, they, they, they still have the choice to go or not. Um, if it's allowed, I, I, I don't even know if it's an age thing with, with Vandy making the decision to not allow fans in at basketball at the beginning. I think it's, um, well, number one, it's indoors. And so, you know, everything that we've, read or understand as much understanding as you can have about COVID, you know, we'll probably know a lot more in a few years when the, when the Netflix documentary on COVID comes out, but, um, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, of what we know, it, you know, circulated outdoor air, open air is, is better to avoid infection and indoors it's, it's, it can be worse. And so if you're indoors, it's, you know, that's, that's a thing that you need to be more cautious. Also, Jerry Stackhouse said last week that he, he thinks for the good of his players, for the safety of his players, you know, obviously to avoid infections and postpone games and all that, he would rather start the season without fans in Memorial. Um, so, you know, the coach is, is basically asking for that. And Jerry Stackhouse is an NBA guy and NBA, NBA did it with a bubble. So I'm sure he, you know, that's, there's maybe a little of that in the back of his mind, but um, it, beginning of the season, that doesn't mean the full season. I mean, you know, we see on the news now that vaccines are coming out and that sort of thing. Basketball season will go, you know, well into March. So maybe this loosens up when we get in the new year, January, February. Vandy has said one of their big things is that uh, what I said earlier in the podcast, which is, they want to see how people would come in and out, how they could, uh, where they would seat them, how they could guarantee that people didn't have interaction with each other, you know, entrances and exits and all that. Do you have concessions or not? So, um, Vandy, Vandy likes to study things and make reports <laughs> on things and outlines and meetings about things. And so this should not surprise anybody that they're going to really, really slow play a plan of how they're going to execute something. So with that in mind, is it too soon to ask about baseball? You mentioned the vaccine could be here by, you mentioned that outdoors is uh, safer than indoors. Uh, and we both talked about the different uh, uh, dynamics for fans in, in football and basketball. And we know that Vanderbilt has a substantial baseball fan. What about baseball? What, have you thought of that far ahead? Yeah, I mean, what baseball usually starts in uh, mid-February. Um, so maybe the yeah. vaccine and the situation and all that, uh, we're starting to get a little bit late in the winter, so the weather will get a little better. Um, you know, may maybe things are just better uh, nationally, just better in the pandemic by then. You would certainly hope so. Um, baseball's outdoors. So, you, you know, what you're doing in football now would probably be more applicable to baseball. You know, I have been asked by a few people about how come that uh, at the black and gold game, the, the fall scrimmage that parents were allowed to go there, um, that was a test run. And I'd been told that before they got to that, that they would do a test run of letting 
you know, a limited number of parents from the outside come in. They would do that for baseball, sort of as testing that out and make sure that there were no infections related to that after the fact. And if not, that would help them make decisions uh, to do football. So the loosening up of football right now does have somewhat of a correlation between what they did in baseball. It wasn't simply because, well, Tim Corbin got to do what he wanted to do and Derek Mason doesn't get to do what he may or may not want to do. It's, 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 it's not, it's simpler than that. It's, they tried it out for baseball to see if they could maybe do it in football and they're not going to do it in basketball yet. Cause it's, cause it's indoors, but I think they will loosen things up in basketball later in the year. Also, if you're talking about players, families in basketball, it seems like that would be easier because you're only having a few family members come to games. Anyway, most of these guys are not from here. There's multiple games. So, uh, you know, things are planned out quite a bit if a family member is going to travel into Nashville and watch a game and you have less players. So family members at any given game sometimes is, you know, like 5, 10, 15 people. It'd be pretty easy to, to spread them out in Memorial if, if you wanted to. So I think things will loosen up, but but not at the beginning of the season. Do you realize now that, I mean, we really, this comes to light on how long this uh, we've been dealing with this pandemic in that it canceled last baseball season, and now we're worried about this baseball season. Yeah, 2020 seems like both the longest and shortest year. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. You know, I mean, we've just kind of run through these things, but then again, it seems like it's been a, been around forever. Um, I mean, it's it's – I, I, tw- I hope 2021 starts off a whole lot better than what we've what we've seen so far. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's good news, but there's also all these kind of, you know, there's these things pointing to that it's going to be worse. Let's just talk about athletics, that it could be worse before it's it's better. Um, you know, already we're getting uh, the basketball NCAA tournament. They're going to try to do it somewhat of a bubble style in Indiana, maybe specifically just in Indianapolis. Um, you've got some conferences and schools talking about already canceling spring sports. I don't think that's going to happen in Vandy and SEC, though. Uh, and so some people think this thing's going to go longer than than we all hope it does. Um but we'll see. I, I, I mean, I think the more reasonable thing is what the SEC has done, which is the SEC went into football season saying, let's look at like the next couple of weeks. Let's look at the next 30 days and, and figure that out and not project out what could be the ramifications six months down the road. I think other conferences jumped, to, jumped a little too far ahead and projected doom and gloom for the next decade. And you, you saw in football where they dialed that back eventually and said, hey, well, you know, maybe we could have just gone ahead and just talked about playing a month later rather than saying all sports are going to be canceled for infinity. Um, I think the SEC will slow play yeah. things and make decisions, you know, very incrementally rather than jumping too far ahead. I think Vandy will – uh, will follow suit with that somewhat going to play games. Uh, just won't be with fans for, for quite a while. So that does it for this edition of breaking down the doors. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. And remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google play, or wherever it is you get your podcast and drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Mike Oregon, I'm Adam Sparks. Thanks for listening.